Witoto and welcome to Primary Matters, a podcast about the things that matter to Aotearoa New Zealand's primary industries. I'm Carol Stiles. Summer's arrived, temperatures are on their way up and if you're brave, you will have already had a dip in the ocean. Hopefully, if you live rurally, your water tank is full to brimming. Because this summer, New Zealand's looking down the barrel of an El Nino weather pattern. John Roche, MPI's Director of On-Farm Support, says New Zealand's endured many El Ninos in the past. Some have been more brutal than others. The El Ninos tend to bring westerly winds, which tend to be very drying winds. Which has got to be worrying for farmers. Uh, absolutely. I mean, considering we're on the back of a, of a very challenging climatic year for farmers already, it, it, the cyclone certainly in February is obviously very, uh, very much in everybody's mind, but we had six months of excessive and successive rain subsequent to that cyclone as well, which left places really wet heading into winter, difficult times to manage, and the idea of turning away from that into a, a prolonged period of dry is difficult. That as well as the fact that our certainly our meat prices are very low relative to where they have been in recent years. Our dairy prices have recovered to a degree but they're still lower than where people would like them to be to be making a good living out of dairy farming. What are you telling farmers that they should be doing? A good friend, a farmer, a mentor of mine that tells me to panic slowly and I think that's well worth doing. So certainly panic slowly but prepare. Prepare for a dry period. Keep watching the forecast. Niwa have brought out a really useful web-based tool, which was co-funded by MPI, which is a, a drought forecasting tool, and that projects we- we- climate or weather out about five weeks. So it gives us a, a really good opportunity to see are there excessive dry periods coming, or is there rain coming that might alleviate some of that stress that's coming. So plan. You, well, we can't control the weather. It'd be really nice if we could. But you, you, you have to plan, and, and that's, farmers know this. This El Nino is building to be a very big El Nino, and it's, it's also consistent with uh, some of the meteorological changes that are happening over the Indian Ocean that also affect Australia and therefore affect the moisture in the wind flow that's coming to New Zealand. They can all lead to a drier than average summer. So although we do plan for summer always, probably need to plan just a little bit more this year. Which parts of New Zealand are you expecting to get hammered or or worst hit by the by the El Nino? Yeah, look, El Ninos tend to affect the east coast greater than the west coast, and um, because they're westerlies, they tend to bring more showers of rain to the west and less to the east. So particularly the east of the North and South Island, Northland generally tends to be be fair badly in an El Nino as well from a rainfall perspective. Although there's farmers up there that tell me, well, at least the fishing's good, um, even if it's a a dry summer. Somebody was reminding me the other day of an El Nino one year where it rained right up until Christmas, heavy rain, and then it didn't rain again until May. Yeah, and that's, and that's possible. And this El Nino, uh, Niwa is very, very confident that we have, an, uh, as in a hundred percent confident that we have an El Nino heading into summer. And uh, I think approximately 80% confident that that El Nino will, stre- will stretch into autumn. We've had fantastic grass growth at the moment uh, relative to other years. That builds us really well to Christmas and maybe a little bit beyond. But 
as as El Nino tends to bring westerlies, they tend to re- result in very high evapotranspiration rates. Ground dries out quickly. Grass slows down and stops growing really quickly. And if El Nino then stretches into the autumn, it's really, really important that we have considered our stocking rate, the amount of feed that we have available, uh, the demand that we have for that feed, and so have planned for that, that it could be a long summer. So for people who are not in the agricultural sector, if you're looking at a drought, that will mean a lack of feed for your stock, which will mean you have to buy in feed, and because everyone has to do it, it might be scarce. It also means that you might want to rid yourself of stock because too many mouths to feed, but everyone else is also trying to get their their animals into the works. It can be a really, really stressful time, can't it? Can Can you tell me about the impact that this sort of a summer can have on a farmer's state of mind? Uh, absolutely. It can be a very stressful time and it's it's coming on the back of a very stressful time already. We've got low commodity prices at the moment, so farmers are are struggling from a financial perspective. Many of them have a lot of debt and, and so interest rates have risen. Inflation has has impacted farming even more than it's impacted your average consumer. And so it's really, really important to talk with your neighbours, talk with your peers, get out to discussion groups and things like that and, and make sure you get off the farm as well. If you're new to farming or if you're new to a location with farming, it's really important to connect with some of the uh, more experienced farmers in that location. How do they deal with an El Nino? How do they prepare? Because El Nino will affect every region, every locality differently. Seek out local knowledge. MPI has an on-farm support team across New Zealand. What can they offer farmers? Yeah, that's look, this is a recently established advisory service to help farmers and growers continue to be successful in a changing world. And, and one of those changes that we're really cognizant of is climate change. And so El Ninos, La Ninos, extreme weather events are becoming more common and becoming more extreme. And so how do we prepare our businesses for those things, a business continuity plan? Um, we've got 10 regions, 10 regional managers, 33 advisors and, and two specialists right across the country. And we're there to help. So if, if, if farmers or growers have questions about how to deal with an El Nino, how should they plan for it, who can offer them help? pick up the phone, give us a ring, tell us uh, and we, we can we can help them find the right people to talk to as well as provide advice ourselves. So, you know, we've got different consumer expectations to what we had 12 year, 20 years ago. We've got different government regulations that we've got to meet, largely associated with those consumer expectations. And we've got climate change. I mean, f- farmers that have been at this for a long time tell me that, you know, when they used to navigate a a drought once every 10 years they're now doing it once every five years a dry summer was once every five years now it's once every two years so these things uh, are continually changing and when you add up all of those changes it it becomes really stressful so what we want to do is offer the opportunity for farmers to come and talk to us tell us what they need and we'll do our best to help them find it we've been talking about livestock farmers but Orchardists will also be hit, won't they? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and that's key. I mean, if you're talking about livestock farmers, there's uh, feed supply, there's, as you said, feed demand and the necessity of getting stock off and water and shade being critical in these hot summers. For the non-livestock farmers, for the, the growers of veggies and um, fruit, it, it really is a case of prioritising water. So where there is irrigation going on, prioritising the most valuable 
uh, fruit and, and veggies for that water and using it as, as effectively and as, as efficiently as possible. And again, very, very happy to answer any questions that they might have or put growers in touch with individuals that can give them specific advice. And we can't forget about lifestyle block owners because right. they may not have the links into the rural communities that um, traditional farmers have. That's quite, that's quite true, and, and that also depends on when they became lifestyle block owners, obviously. Um, if they've recently bought a property and haven't experienced a, a really prolonged dry period before, and they've purchased animals, it can become both an expensive and an incredibly stressful and challenging situation. So again, my advice to them is find local farmers, talk to them about how they manage El Ninos, certainly reach out to us, and we're happy to help as well. This new tool that NIWA's developed with MPI, how accurate is it? Um, it's very accurate out a, a couple of weeks and uh, it, it gets less accurate the further we go, but relatively confident in its uh, ability to predict what is the broad weather pattern out for the next four to five weeks. Now that gives us time to plan. That gives us time to plan on getting stock to the works, uh, purchasing feed if that's the opportunity that, that uh, we've got and and so people should use it and avail of it. We can't always predict the showers of rain um, and so showers of rain can come through and can come through localities. I mean the farmers in their regions will know the places that tend to get the rain. Rain tends to hug the hills and so farms closer to the hills will tend to get more summer rain than farms that are away from the hills and the, and the local knowledge is key in, in understanding that. But I think it's a really useful tool for planning out in a region what's likely to happen and it does come down to that sub-regional level to give people a good idea of what's likely to happen in my locality rather than just what's likely to happen in the North Island of New Zealand. What do urban people need to know about what rural people will be going through? Yeah look I'm glad I'm glad you asked that because this this is for all of New Zealand obviously the primary sector underpins the economy more than 80 percent of the trade money that comes into New Zealand comes in through the primary sector. So the fact that all these farmers and growers will be affected by an El Nino, our balance of trade will be affected by an El Nino and they need to understand that. I think people forget that farms are not only businesses, that farmers are stockmen or stockwomen and really do care about their animals. So to see an animal that's hungry, that you can't feed properly, is stressful and heartbreaking. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've never met a farmer that wouldn't express the same emotions as you've just expressed in, in a situation where feeds in short supply um, and animals have to do it tough. That, and so the vast majority of them, if they can't destock, will buy feed. The great thing is we in New Zealand, because we're an, an agricultural nation, and I think we can define ourselves as that, we have industry levy groups, we have uh, farmer, farmer organisations, all of which have the capacity to help farmers get through these things. So we've had feed working groups, which MPI has been involved with over the last several years as well, to make sure that where there's a surplus of feed, we can get it to places where there's a deficit of feed. And of course, farmers in the regions where they have a lot of feed have, have always been very giving of that surplus to regions that don't, knowing that at some stage they'll want it back as well and, and hopefully get it back in the same way. The challenge with, with these types of El Nino events is we don't know how wide scale they will be. And so will there be regions with feed surpluses or, or will the entire country require uh, that, that feed surplus and it just doesn't exist or it doesn't last the entire length of the dry period? I wouldn't plan by saying 
there'll be plenty of feed and I can buy it. I would be having that as one part of my plan and the other part of my plan is reducing the demand. What animals don't I want next year? They should go because uh, I need to preserve the flock I, and the herd I do want next year. You need to have booked stock into the meat works. You're not going to be turning up in the first week of February with a whole herd of animals and expect the meat works to be able to take it. That's when they're at their busiest. It's when they've got the least capacity to take additional stock that weren't planned. But uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. There, there is a dry summer coming. Hopefully it's not a long dry summer, but if we don't plan for a long dry summer and it comes, then we will get caught. MPI's John Roche. He says this summer everyone needs to take fire warnings very seriously and when it's dry, farmers need to make sure they use machinery and equipment in a way that doesn't generate sparks. I'm Carol Stiles and you've been listening to Primary Matters, an MPI podcast. Thanks for joining me. Kia pai tada.